coming-of-age drama directed by George Clooney, whose previous credits include Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Good Night and Good Luck, which I think everybody loved. I remember being at the BAFTAs the, the year that was up for a bunch of awards. And David Putnam said that he had stopped making movies because he didn't think it was any longer possible to make a movie like Good Night and Good Luck. Is that interesting? Yeah, which was kind of great. Um, Midnight Sky, of course, which we reviewed quite recently, written by William Monaghan, um, whose credits include Kingdom of Heaven, based on the memoir by Pulitzer Prize winner J.R. Moringer, who I have to say I didn't wasn't aware of J.R. Moringer's work. Um, and of whom we learn very early on that JR doesn't stand for anything, it stands for junior. So as a young boy, and then later played by Ty Sheridan, picking up the role from Daniel Ranieri, who plays as a younger kid, we learn that he's, uh, his mother believed that he was capable of anything, but his father, who is now a DJ, is a total wastrel who abandoned them very, very early on. Can't trust DJs. I know. And so he's got this strange relationship with the radio, which is that the radio is a conduit to his father's voice, but his father is an absence. His father is not there. And he is told from everyone that he hears that he's, you know, he's really not such a bad thing that his father isn't there. Um, the grandfather is played by Christopher Lloyd in spectacularly crotchety grandfather Excellent. mode. Except, of course, beneath the spectacularly crotchety grandfather mode, there is... Something else. There's a kind of you know. Great Scott. Great Scott. <laughs> Is it that? No, it's not. Oh. It's not that he's turned a DeLorean into a time machine. It's that you know there are whole whole wellsprings of things going on. You know, underneath wellsprings, wellsprings, wellsprings. No, no, I mean wellsprings. Fine. Not bedsprings. That doesn't work. No, no, no. no but that's right. But in the absence of his father, Ben Affleck's uncle Charlie, who runs the bar, um, sort of steps in. He drives a cool car, he runs a bar, he's a decent, solid, salt-of-the-earth type who takes JR under his wing and teaches him the lessons of life in extremely likeable fashion. Here's a clip. I know a lot of guys that think they're writers, and you'll find in life that most of them are not. Here's the thing. you got to have it. I don't know what it is, but if you don't have it immediately, you never get it. And I say you got it. Oh, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. There's, just, there's, there's something. Calm down. I didn't say you were good. I said, you know, you could be. So he's like incredibly, I mean, he's the sort of the barman that you would like to meet because, you know, he's full of dispensing very down to earth wisdom. And then what we see is the story of this young boy growing under the kind of guidance of his uncle in the absence of his father, being told by his mum that he can do anything. He could go to, you know, Harvard or Yale or whatever he wants. He can, there's, there is a route out for him. And occasionally we, we see the father and, as is suggested, his absence is really not such a bad thing. We see Charlie instead stepping in and being that father figure. Now... It, it, it's hardly, again, it's hardly earth-shattering stuff, but here's what's interesting. While I was watching it, I started thinking of Hillbilly Elegy. Not because the films are alike, because they're completely not alike. Mm -hmm. Because Hillbilly Elegy, which is an adaptation of a memoir about somebody, you know, who became a celebrated author and about their kind of memory of their sort of tough childhood, 
was, I thought, very, very annoying. Caricatured characters, ridiculous Glenn Close as Mrs. Brady, old lady performance. And also a weird sense of kind of down-home sanctimony that really got under my skin. And uh, subsequent revelations uh, have... Anyway, fine. Uh, I hadn't read the book. What, what have the subsequent revelations no, I revealed? I haven't read the book, and I now, knowing more about the author, have no intention of reading the book. Because I was when I saw the film, I wasn't sure whether, is this a bad adaptation of a good book, or is it a perfectly appropriate adaptation of an annoying book? And I think it was latter. In the case of this, it does this, a similar trajectory but it does it in a way that's really likeable, that really you want to spend time in the company of these characters. I mean, Ben Affleck, who's you know started getting uh, awards uh, uh, nods, is, it's, he is at his most avuncular and his most likeable. Christopher Lloyd, you kind of think this is the kind of thing Christopher Lloyd could do in his sleep, but then bear in mind, you know, we saw Christopher Lloyd recently in a you know, big action movie and holding his own, and he is a much more versatile actor than he is sometimes given credit for. And I just thought the central thing about the idea that, you know, it's the Dickens bar and there's books and it's somebody, some a mentor figure telling you, you know, you need to read, you need to do this, you need to, this is how, this is how the world may be open to you. But doing so in a way that doesn't just feel like a bunch of trite cliches, although it is, you know, I often say something, I'll say something and I go, look, listen to me, I sound like a Hallmark greeting card. And it's very easy to fall into that. And the film doesn't fall into that. It does feel like... I, I, I watched a lot of it with a big smile on my face. And I watched Hillbilly Elegy with my teeth yes, on no, that, edge. That sounds horrible. Um, uh, is there any uh, death or misery in this film? Um, Might it well, there be is, a Christmas film for me? There is, some, there is some misery and there is some depiction of, you know, uh, domestic strife. That is, I think you'd be all right. Might this be a good, we're looking for films to watch through the gym. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. There is, I think you'd... Oh, the producer always rings twice, more correspondence. He's in the middle of writing a review, but you know... He can't, he can't, you're just, in the middle of writing a review. Reading a review, I just work here. Thank you, posters arrived because a producer's not allowed in new COVID uh, rules. Thank you very much. Family film suggestions. So, is so obviously at Christmas we're all looking for movies that we can uh, watch with people that we would not normally be watching. Maybe nieces and nephews, maybe parents, maybe grandparents. Does this film, Mark, yes, fit into that category? Well, I, th I think it does. I'm just gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look it up on the BBFC thing because I'm very aware of the fact that what I often do. You've so I watch all the no, I watch frontal nudity. Yeah, exactly. I watch something and I just think, this is perfectly fine for everybody. And then somebody says, why didn't you say anything about the chainsaw scene? And I go, oh, oh so the, the chainsaw scene. Done. Sorry. Okay, so here we go. Tender bar, strong language and sex references, oh, 15 great. certificates. So it's a, a 15. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a big no. That sounded like a you the way you. Yeah, but you know what? You know what even defines a sex reference now? It's like. Well, do you want me to tell? No, you? I don't want no. you to tell me because you. Anyway, 